every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only $49.95, only at Big O Tires. They have no credit needed financing available for you. Big O Tires, the team you trust. All right, Gordon, it's time for What's Going On. We check in with the other shows uh, on the Zone Sports Network. We'll have uh, Christian Cox will join the show coming up at 4. Jay Drew will be on the show at 5. So make sure and stay tuned. Uh, you ready to roll there, Gordon? Let's do it. All right. Let's start out with uh, Hanson Scotty today. Uh, they had Sam Merrill on the show, and this is what he had to say. Hey, congratulations. Was uh, what was the scene like at the Merrill House last night after after the, your name was announced? Yeah, it was uh, it was really exciting. Um, been been dreaming my whole life about this, and today school. I I always wanted to play in the NBA. Never really thought it was a possibility. Um, but just kept working hard, and uh, to at least get to this point where I where I'll have an opportunity. It was it was a special night. It was a lot of fun. So do you find out on the TV or do you find out on a phone call? How does that initial comment or how does the initial thought come in where you're, where you're going? Yeah, I, I found out through the phone. Um, it was actually an interesting – it was pretty interesting. We'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, just, just a phone call from my agent um, and, then, and then talk to the GM, the head coach, and then saw it on the TV. So, so tell us that that story. Uh, how did it all come together, and where was your concern level as as the draft got into the fifties and your name hadn't been called yet? So I actually, so the second round started, and uh, I, I actually thought I had a, a decent shot of going in the thirties or early forties, and so I was actually starting to get a little frustrated with every pick. But uh, at about pick forty-two or three, my agent called and said. Well, this, it was a different draft this year because of the, the money lost. Um, there were most of the guys taken in the second round were, were accepting two-way contracts and, and non-guaranteed deals. Uh, so my agent called me about pick 42 and says, hey, we have a team that is going to try and trade into the second round. They may not be able to, but um, they're offering you a three-year deal, one-year guaranteed, second-year partial guarantee. And he said, you may not get a better deal. And so I was, I took that and was, was really, really excited. And so I was chilling. Uh, draft was going on. I was just hanging out excited. And then at about pick 53 or 54, my agent calls back and says, hey, the Bucks just matched that, matched that offer and they're going to pick you at 60. So uh, it was even more exciting. That is that's that is exciting because you know you you get to go to a, a contending team with a NBA MVP that could really use that stretch that shooting. You've got to be excited of the prospects of of where you're going and who you're going to be playing with. Yeah, throughout the process, um, obviously, I knew the the Bucks had a significant amount of interest, and uh, it was really if if you could have given me a top choice, they might have been it. Just because, like you said, the situation. Uh, a team that even this week has made some big-time moves and uh, is one of the best teams in the league and 
it's it's great to be on a team that, that is competing for something. And uh, they play a lot of guys and have a great system. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited for the opportunity. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm, I'm super excited because I feel like it's going to be the best possible destination for me. One thing that uh, I've learned about you over the last several years, you're not just a fan of the game, you're a diehard fan of the NBA as well. And to be able to suit up with a guy like the Freak and to be able to be on the same court at him at several times and probably get some passes out of the post to you shooting threes, I got to imagine that's a dream come true. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm just, just so grateful for an opportunity. Um, and, and for me, there's, there's so much more to achieve, obviously. I want to have a, I want to have a real career. Uh, not just be a one, one and done type guy. Uh, so, like I said, playing playing in Milwaukee will be awesome, and playing with one of, if not the best player in the league, um, it's going to be awesome. And uh, I just hope I can make his life and and the other stars on the team. I just hope I can find a way to contribute and and make their lives easier. Sam, I remember really having to lean on my agent for advice uh, on how to go into a program, how to make a roster, and try to make an impression. I want to know how much do you lean on your agent for that advice, for that knowledge, and what kinds of things is he telling you in regards to what you need to do to do exactly what you're talking about, not just have a one and done, but a career? Yeah, um, my agents, Kieran and Mark, uh, Kieran Pillar and Mark Farlstein, they've both been just, just super helpful throughout this process. And that's something that we've tried to get across the teams is uh, we feel like I'm a guy that can – you know, with the age and, and, and whatnot, maybe my potential, I don't have superstar potential, but we feel like I'm a guy that can come in and uh, with my maturity level, with my experience, uh, that I'm a guy that can contribute right away. And so uh, we worked really hard, and those guys have, have stressed to me the importance of being in, in the right shape, being ready for camp, because we feel like there are, wherever I was going to end up, there were going to be minutes minutes to be had. And... So they've done a great job of, of telling me what I need to do, uh, what type of shape I need to be in, uh, and then getting those getting those points across the teams as well. Sam Merrill goes pick 60, traded immediately to the Milwaukee Bucks. Gordon, you heard him talk about the guaranteed money. Signs a two-year deal guaranteed for a year and a half, yeah. which is, uh, as he talked about there, much better than a two-way deal, meaning uh, I think Milwaukee has plans for him. and. Kyle, good for him. He had such a great career up there at Utah State. That's really awesome. Well, $1.4 million uh, is, uh, is uh, also part of that deal, and that seems – I've read a little bit on the reaction to uh, this move by the Bucks, and uh, rarely do you see uh, analysis of – the 60th pick in the draft as though it's almost a given that he's really going to somehow be important to this team. I mean, I've read like 10 different stories about it and they, they all have that same tone. Isn't that a little bit surprising for the number 60 pick of the draft? Well, I mean, they must see a role. I mean, they must see, a path for him to make the uh, certainly make the team, I would think, but uh, a path for him to make a contribution, right? And it's because he they they love shooters there. They love a great shooter. They think that's uh, important for the flow of their offense. And uh, I'd say that Sam Merrill's a fairly heady player as well. You know, they can use him in the pick and roll. He he can uh, he can pass. Uh, yeah, this is this is I can see 
why he would be really, really excited and his fans would be really excited about the opportunity there. I think the issue, I, I agree with you, I think he's he's got an offensive role, uh, but can he be good enough on defense? And he wasn't yeah. a bad defender at Utah State, but can he be good enough on defense at the next level to, you know, not be a liability on the floor. I, I had an off-the-air uh, conversation with uh, with Tim Lacombe uh, last night who coached Jimmer, and I, I, I told him my theory that if Jimmer were 6'4", I think he'd still be in the NBA because he'd be a more diverse defender, you know, a longer player where you can guard a, a wider variety of NBA skill sets. Uh, j- just simply by being bigger can accomplish some of that. And, and Merrill's got, you know, more size than Jimmer. I mean, Jimmer was what six feet even. Merrill's six four, maybe six five if he's thinking tall, mm-hmm. a little bit longer. <laughs> so, so you can you can hide him on defense a little bit better. I, I think that's where he'll determine how much of a role he's going to have on that team. How much lateral speed does he have uh, in that regard, the defensive end? I don't know. We're going to find out because Garden NBA players and Garden Mountain West Conference players, not that there aren't some nice players, mind you, uh, is yeah. a different thing. However, you know, Scotty said something really interesting on the on the draft show last night where he talked about Sam's mentality and how he wanted to guard the other team's best player every single night. So mm-hmm. that that helps that that he wants to do it and that he wants to defend. So, you know, and this isn't coming from Coach Lacombe, but, you know, I don't know if Jimmer always wanted to defend. Do you think the fact that, what's Sam, 24? I think he's 24, isn't he? Do you think the fact that he's that age can be a bonus for him as opposed to a, a detriment? Because a lot of times people say, oh, if, you're, if you're not 19 years old, then teams won't mess with you. But in his case, with the maturity he has, uh, that may be seen by the Bucks as being a, a real bonus. So the whole age thing, I think, is more a detriment in football than it is in basketball. You know, talking about the mission thing, just because mm-hmm. basketball careers can be longer than your average foot, football career. So I think that's less of a factor for him. But I, to your point, I agree. I, I think you maybe he's a little bit more game ready because he's got more basketball under his belt. I wonder if the fact that there are other players in the NBA who have come out of college ball and have have contributed to the to their teams, especially because of their shooting, uh, maybe that uh, that mold is out there, and people look at Sam Merrill and say, hey, you know, say whatever you want about this kid, but he can flat shoot it. Well, I mean, he has to meet the Kyle Korver standard of defense, just good enough to stay in the league. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. All right, uh, all right. Uh, let's let's get to this one because I want to get to it. I know we're a little short on time, but uh, let's uh, no because we don't need to dedicate a whole segment to it. But uh, I did get a I did get a laugh out of this whole thing, and and a big ups to our guy David James in the morning, Gordon. When they when you look up the word dynasty in the dictionary, there is a picture <laughs> of David James. Here you go. I haven't been able to listen as much the past few days because of work stuff, but have you guys talked about DJ winning the best sports reporter for City Weekly again? Will he ever be dethroned? Probably only retirement will do that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, suck. I'm so pissed. Are you really texting her right now? I should. (laughs) That was You won that damn thing again? I really have no comment. <laughs> City Dumpling is back on top. This is getting to be a friggin' joke. Friggin' joke. <laughs> You're not that good. You're a hell of a guy, no doubt about it. But come on. 
spread it around. Jordan didn't win the freaking thing every year, and he's the best player of all time. I should go to Birmingham and play baseball just for a couple of years, and I'll come back. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. I was hoping somehow they would suspend it this year in the pandemic. Holy freak. Tom (laughs) tweeted at us on the question, what's your reaction to the Jazz drafting as the weekend Hughes? I loved it when conventional wisdom, and what better oxymoron to describe Twitter GMs, says go right and the true visionaries go left. Just made the Jazz a lot tougher. A lot tougher. Because I think most of the minutes are going to go to the team that played last year. Well, yeah, but they had a huge deficiency when Gobert was off the floor. I mean, that was obvious. So they're trying to shore up that minimally, right? But that means you're drafting for need, which I thought no one was supposed to do. Or best player met need in a perfect moment. Well, that's what we talked about yesterday. Yes, that's literally what that is if that comes to pass. So, and I guess now you have to hope the other guys suck. <laughs> U State Iceman says, how long has it been since the Aggies sent a first-round player in the draft in football and basketball? The Aggies, a first-rounder in the NBA and the NFL. I think they sent out a release. Basketball hadn't had a player drafted uh, since, I think it was 86. It was a yeah, long was time. was first-rounder. Yeah. Second rounder. Dang it. <laughs> so. When's the last time the Aggies had a first and a second rounder? Okay, when's the last time they had a first rounder in football, second rounder in basketball that went to the same state? Wisconsin. Hello. How about that? Yeah. An odd combination if ever there was one. That is cheesy. <laughs> see, what I, see what I did there? <laughs> nah, that wasn't good. Oh, well, sure. If you're judging it by the City Weekly friggin' Sportscast of the Year, it wasn't good. I get that, my friend. But I can't measure up to that standard year after year after year. Does anybody in this community consider the burden that I have to bear every day of going in with the greatest of all time? The Jerry Rice, the MJ, the Rafael Nadal, the Serena Williams, the Jack Nicholas, the Tiger Woods. Does anybody consider my plight and how difficult it is to measure up to that every single day? No! Scotty Pippen does. Greg Grant. Utah State, 1986. Sixth round draft pick. There isn't even a sixth round anymore. He is a legend. I feel bad for PK, too. It's tough. I, You know what? I, I can sympathize with him, actually. It's it's tough to be on the air with greatness every day. The uh, the funniest thing Thank of you. all in that whole in that whole... <laughs> monologue by PK is see that isn't that category best sports reporter and and PK is one of the best sports reporters I've ever been around in any city in any place and so awards I don't want no freaking awards so for for DJ to get that award every year because somebody over at the city weekly likes him 
It just drives PK crazy. Is it because somebody at City Weekly likes him? Look at you discounting DJ's hard work. Oh, I don't know. The hardest working guy in sports media. I'm pretty sure isn't that thing uh, voted upon by City Weekly readers? I don't know. I don't know who does anything over there. But uh, it's funny because PK is a great, great reporter. He's a great sports reporter. In fact, I would rank him probably best in the market. And so for him to have to deal with that year after year after year after year, it probably – there's honesty in what he's saying there. So you think DJ's inferior in skill as a reporter to PK? Uh, oh, well, now you're making me pick between my children, aren't you? No, but that's you, you really what said, you said. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, said I'll, I'll say it this best. way. I'll say it this way. With a guy like PK – DJ should not be winning that every year. Wow. But he should be winning it, but... That's an act of war. No, it's not. PK's a great, PK is a great sports reporter. I, I mean... Drive time shows at war here on The Zone. Uh, make sure and, and pull this and email it to Hatch, would you? No, as long as yeah. you keep it in context. And I said that DJ deserves it too, but PK... As He's long as PK's dead supporter. and no longer around, keep, DJ can win the award. Digging. No, that's keep not what digging. I. That's not what I said. You <laughs> accused DJ of rigging this thing. You said he does. He knows somebody over at City Weekly. I don't. I don't know how they do that over there. I'm just saying that PK is really, really good. Back it up. Back. I'm not backing it, one up. Back, I said no, I'm not moving nothing back. I'm staying right where I was from the very beginning on this. PK is a great sports reporter, and that's what the category is. And I think we could just say, DJ deserves the award. If PK won the award, he'd deserve it too. Instead of, if PK's in the market, DJ has no business winning this award. That's not what I said. If I were As picking usual. this award, it'd be PK. As not usual. That, uh... See, you're taking it out of context. That's what you said. I, no, it's not what I it said. It is. I, I did not say and he has said, no business. DJ, I said, is, <laughs> I DJ said, has rigged this thing for decades, and it, just drives, it would drive me crazy, too. Just you like know, it drives There's PK. a word that describes what you guys are doing right now, and I said it on the air once, like <laughs> 25 years ago, and I'm not going to say it on the air right Malarkey? Now. Uh, something that smells a little worse more than that. Uh, PK is a great, great sports reporter, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, I know he was joking, but there's truth in what he's saying from his standpoint because I know he takes great pride in being a great sports reporter, and should be acknowledged for that. I mean, DJ's great too, but PK, if I if I needed to to get some information. Uh, if I'm a listener and I'm going to depend on somebody to go get that information that I want, there's nobody I would pick over PK to find it out. Including DJ. So you're saying that PK really is jealous of DJ. Well, he should be because he's really good. PK is really, really good. And I'm not trying to start any kind of war between our show and their show or between the two of them. As I said, I have great respect for DJ. Have you seen DJ? He's a handsome kid. He is. And uh, PK is PK's the best, man. Uh, he's really, really good. But you're saying that, that jealousy bit that PK just did way over the top. That, no, that's, because, that's sincere? No. That, that he really is, is you jealous? Think, you think after all these years, PK gives a flying rip? I, I just don't think he No, cares. I don't, but you just said he did. You said that well, was his I real feeling. Well, I think there's a part of him that should take great pride in his great ability. 
and he and he is. And I'm not saying DJ doesn't have the great ability to. I have great respect for both of those guys. But for PK to have never, you know, been in the running for that is somebody isn't looking. Somebody doesn't know what they need to know about how good PK is. Christopher Schumann tweets in, shots fired, hashtag city dumpling. <laughs> and then with a with a gift that said, "Boy, that escalated quickly." Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even have to blow that one out of proportion. That was that was really something. Yeah, okay, did that, I did I or for... did I did I or did I not pay great compliments to both of those? Oh guys? no, but insults actually to both of them. I can see how this is going to be uh, cast. You said DJ. I'll, I'll play it coming back. You said DJ wasn't as good as PK, and then play you said PK was jealous of DJ. If, if you actually insulted both of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I don't know for a fact that PK is jealous, uh, but he should be because he is so freaking good. It was like a swinging door in a saloon there. It just got really them both. Something. Just <laughs> include everything I said. Don't take one little snippet. Have you seen and that? And then twist that out of, out of you know, contort it into something that wasn't. You know that, that scene out of Chicago where Richard Gere is tap dancing in the courtroom? Yeah. I, I am not yeah. tap dancing okay. at all. All right. That's a, you know what? You're, you're going to make me sad. You're going to make me sad, Jake. I haven't done I'm, anything. You've then, done all of this Then I'm going to have to apologize, and then I'm going to have to then, – then I might get fired. Why are you, you saying I'm not dumping it? Yeah, why are you mad at me? I didn't do anything. You're distorting. Well, I'm not tap dancing. I can't dance. Can't Stay tuned. I We've can got more next. Oh, well, Scotty, wait, anything. wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, really? Is this true? Scott Gerard is on the show. Uh, you can hear from 10 to hey. 2 with Hans Olsen. Hi, Scotty. So, Gordon, you realize that there's a lot of fires I have to put out, and you just started a freaking bonfire on this radio station. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're darn right. I'm really mad at Jake. How is this my fault, Scotty? Well, you heard it. This is my, no, my fault. No, 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 no. You, no, Jake. <laughs> you, Jake has done nothing wrong. And I also think there's a lot of layers to this. Number one, you're propping up PK, which is great, and I agree. Like PK's really, really good at his job. You're also telling DJ he didn't deserve it. And I also think you're trying to shoehorn one Gordon Monson into the conversation no. as well. Uh, I don't. I couldn't care. I, I swear Bingo. to you, I could not. I could not freaking care less about what the city <laughs> weekly thinks about me. But oh, I will say. Now, I, I will say this. Just, I will. I will say this. That I do care about the PK he is recognized for what a great reporter he is. I, I do care about that. I and, and I agree. PK PK is awesome, but now we just also realize that the City Weekly is good for nothing but birdcage liner too. All of a sudden, <laughs> so they go right under the bus. No, no, no. The City Weekly. You're next, is like, Scotty. No. <laughs> the City Weekly is great. You know, it's great to have that kind of independent voice, and it's good. It's good for the I community. I don't want an award from the City Weekly. Well, I award. Hey, hey. You know, I'm a, I'm an old man now. I I, don't, I just don't care about that. I don't care about that, but I do care about my friends who I see, who are my colleagues, and I say I care about DJ, too. Well, DJ's, well, DJ's really good, but PK, I mean, I just don't know how that guy can be overlooked for a, a category like sports reporter. Come on. That guy that guy will find you the story. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, uh, you're th good. This was, 
I just realized that we're going to have like three meetings tomorrow yeah. based on this conversation. Well, so. well, Scotty, Scotty, here, let me hand you another uh, can of gas. <laughs> oh boy, I think Scotty's way better than Hans too. I, you know, I just okay. All right, all right. Good night, everybody. I'll see you later. Bye, Scotty. All right, we'll have more next. Pull this for the morning show, please. Uh, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. <laughs> You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. See, that not that category best sports reporter? And, and PK is one of the best sports reporters I've ever been around in any city, in any place. And so for for DJ to get that award every year because somebody over at the City Weekly likes him, it just drives PK crazy. It just it's funny because PK is a great great reporter. He's a great sports reporter. In fact, I would rank him probably best in the market. And so for him to have to deal with that year after year after year after year it probably he, there's honesty in what he's saying there so you think dj's inferior in skill as a reporter to pk uh well now you're making me pick between my children aren't you no, that's you, you really what said, you said uh, yeah. yeah well said i'll PK say it this best. way i'll say it this way with a guy like pk DJ should not be winning that every year. Wow. But he should be winning it, but... That's an act of war. No, it's not. PK is a great... PK is a great sports reporter. Hmm. Accused PK of being jelly. <laughs> Exhibit A, and, Your Honor. And DJ not good at his gig. Got it. <laughs> is that really what I said? Uh, I mean, th- that was... That was the the segment right there. <clears throat> ah, the Jazz have pulled off trade, Gordon. Breaking news. Okay. According to Tony Jones of the Athletic, the Jazz have an agreement to trade Ed Davis to the Knicks. We don't know what's coming back. Hmm. Clearing some space, huh? Yeah, because if they re-sign Jordan Clarkson, which I think we all expect them to do, they're not only going to be into the tax, they're going to be up against the the hard cap. And, you know, Tony Bradley, that's what that was all about last night, was clearing, clearing space. And that's what this Ed Davis thing is, too. Yep, that makes sense. Boy, the, the uh, Jazz and the Knicks doing some business. Yeah, there's some uh, common threads between the two organizations now. Yeah. I, I would guess this is a team in the Knicks uh, who don't have the cap situation that the Jazz do, doing, uh, doing a solid for the Jazz. We'll see what uh, what it ends up being uh, that uh, is coming back in return. But well, Johnny Bryan obviously saw firsthand that Ed Davis struggled last year, and so he's fully aware of uh, Ed Davis's uh, situation. But yeah, yeah, we'll I don't see. think this is them seeing the skill set and going, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah, let's get this guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's what this is. All I think right. this is the Jazz. I and here's the thing: I, they're probably going to end up in the luxury tax this year, and because of uh, the the COVID situation, this is not the worst year to be in the luxury tax. But 
being hard capped out is tough because then you can't do anything. I mean, if there's an injury or something like that, you have uh, absolutely zero flexibility. And you're also, you know, using your year in the luxury tax, which matters because that's a penalty that goes up. In fact, did you see uh, – in fact, let me, uh, let me see. Let me bring up the exact uh, numbers here. So the Golden State Warriors made a, made a trade for Kelly Oubre today, Gordon. Mm-hmm. So Golden State's tax bill is currently $66 million. Kelly Oubre wow. – is making uh, $14.4 million, which actually comes to equal $68 million in taxes. Uh, their, total ta- uh, their total tax bill uh, is going to be $134 million <laughs> if it's as stands now, which, wow. which we should remind you is, is not just basically setting fire to $134 million. It's actually giving it to your competitors. <laughs> it would be better for them to just set it on fire. <laughs> oh, man. You put it that way. Well, it just doesn't pay to stay in the luxury tax. Uh, unless you're winning championships every year. Which the the Warriors aren't, and aren't going to next year either, Man, with the Clay Thompson news that it was that an Achilles. It's brutal. I mean, do, does that uh, does do we know how are all Achilles injuries like that the same, or are some worse than others? Could this be uh, less severe than we're thinking right now, or what's your thought? I think on they that? said ruptured Achilles, right? I mean, I don't I don't think it can get more severe than that. Mm. Well, ah, that's uh, Achilles that, tear. That, yeah, yeah. I don't think oh, that that is terrible. Oh man, when you think about that, and you think about what that player means to that team, and the way he plays the game, and how he's effective at both ends of the floor. How many guys do you know who can shoot like he can and can score like he can on occasion when his team needs him to, and then go down the other end and do some of the the, the nasty work down there. Okay, so the Jazz, uh, Woj is in on this now. The Jazz are trading Ed Davis and two 2023 second-round draft picks to the Knicks. Does not say what's coming back. Straight cash, homie. You think? I'm guessing. Think that... That's my own guess. Uh, Jazz, according to, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, according to Eric Walden, uh, Jazz clear another $5 million off the books. The Jazz have a plan here, guys. They have themselves a plan. I do not know what it is, but they are cooking something up. Well, they're clearing space, that's yeah. for sure, to, to do something. And I, I certainly think Jordan Clarkson is part of that plan. So yes, got to yeah. figure that out. That uh, much we know. The rest, the rest we don't. And it makes you wonder, okay, what, what's the second step? Okay, coming up next, we'll get to Austin's list. Then we've got Christian Cox at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. Ah! This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
All right, we've got Austin's list here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is brought to you by our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical Spring into Action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Our producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list, something you don't want to end up on, but uh, yet we keep adding to it, so it's only a matter of time for most of you. Austin, who are we putting on the list today? Uh, today I'm putting not bank robbers. Now let me explain what that means. Dateline St. George, Utah. This from stgeorgeutah.com, courtesy of Cody Blowers. Multiple police units responded to a credit union on Red Cliffs Drive in St. George yesterday after two bank employees activated the silent alarm when a man approached a teller and handed them a note. A few minutes before noon, nearly a dozen police officers were dispatched to this credit union uh, on a possible robbery after the silent alarm was activated twice. The man was on the phone, approached the teller, and handed them a note that said, I have been robbed. The teller, thinking this is one of those typical bank robberies, hits the silent alarm. A co-worker sees it happening, also hits a second silent alarm. All the cops in St. George come rushing to this credit union. It turns out the man on the phone was on the phone with someone who had scammed him out of a lot of money, and he wanted to keep that person on the phone while talking to a credit union employee to confirm that this person who was on the phone with the man had scammed him and robbed him. And so he wrote on a paper... I have been robbed and handed it to a bank teller and thought, this is how you should act. This is how you should behave. No, if you feel you've been scammed or robbed, go in and and address it verbally. Leave nothing to interpretation. Be very clear in your communication. Don't say the words or write the words robbed inside a bank and then be surprised when 79 police officers show up. How about, how about this? There's, there's a mute button on <laughs> on pretty much every phone out there. You just hit mute and then sure. you say, hey, this son of a gun is trying to shake me down here. I need your assistance. And then you hit unmute. Rather than hooded and masked. <laughs> masked. Forget about masked. With no words. <laughs> Just handing a note to a teller that, that says, says the word "rob" on it. Robbed on it. Yeah, you got to think that so, one through a little more. So okay. So who are you mad at? The guy that handed the teller the note. Oh, the right. tellers okay. did everything they're supposed to do here. The one who was yeah. getting swindled, and it's a wonder he was getting swindled. And I'm mad that someone was swindling <laughs> him. Let's be, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad for him that way. But you don't, you don't. He caused himself even more headaches than needed yes. to be caused. Yeah, okay. not the, not, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. So you're on the list, not bank robber. Okay. Gordon, you ever <laughs> robbed anybody? Uh, not to my knowledge. Oh. And you'd think I would know if I did. If you did? Okay. Just, just I'm trying to sure. think if I ever stole a quarter from my sister or something like that, you know. Or held, held up a Chevron, yeah. <laughs> No, I've never. Something I've seems never, familiar. No, no, I, I have never. Back in my you did years. rob the other children at the Easter egg hunt. Uh, you mean my own kids? No, no, oh, no. no. You're, oh, you're about, when yeah, you cheated at the Easter egg hunt, you robbed okay, all were... those other children of a fair <laughs> shot at the Easter egg. Yeah, I did do that because I got tipped off where the uh, where the uh, 
where the block was. You robbed the paper that you worked for by just chucking their product into the river, into the Allegheny. Yeah, I did do that, too. Yeah, I'm sure you robbed the DuPonts of a lot of hard labor that you didn't do. Oh, and like got paid uh, for, and and like artifacts. You know, I think I did. You know, that's you know, I think I did make a long distance phone call on their (laughs) on their phone once. Uh, a nine hundred (laughs) number. Ran up a couple hours of chat time on the phone (laughs) per minute. No, 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 didn't do that. Do that? No, I, I, I didn't do that. But I did. You know, I did. My my wife uh, did spread the uh, the Easter eggs around the house uh, when the kids were younger, and and I I located one that had a twenty dollar bill in it, and I did I did pocket that and put the uh, twenty back in my wallet. Twenty dollar <laughs> bill? Like, what? Yeah. In an Easter egg? Yes. I thought that was a little much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That it's way too much. I'd rather you know I'd rather. Rather buy a, a twig on a string. <laughs> Don't uh, try to deflect this on me, pal. Gonna, I didn't buy the twig on the string. If your Easter budget exceeds twenty dollars altogether, you're spending That's too a much. Great That's... point. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was too exorbitant, so I did take that back. I, I don't think I, I didn't go around and you know check them all. So well, see, the thing is, some of them had like a a Hershey's kiss in them, and some of them had uh, you know. Trust funds. Wait, 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 like, what is a kid who's of the age of an Easter egg hunt gonna do with twenty bucks? What kind of highfalutin tastes did your uh, your your kids have? That Easter bunny needs to come visit my house. I mean, how am I yeah. supposed to well, buy the, the Gucci bunny, with the twenty dollars, uh, Mom? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the Easter bunny was being way way too generous, so I had to I had to intervene and put it in your pocket. <laughs> I did. I did because it came from my pocket. I thought it came from the Easter bunnies. I I thought, you know, what's mine is yours, that kind of thing. Isn't that how marriages work? <laughs> yes, that's the way it's always worked in my blissful marriage, yes. Hard stop right there. Hey, hey, I'm the luckiest man on the planet, and you guys know it, and I'm never going to say anything different because I don't think anything different. But- Okay, I'm not going to... Except for on maybe one occasion when, uh, you know, the uh, the the, uh, the budget got blown a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm the luckiest man in the world, and I've always viewed myself that way. Because the I earned it crack wasn't, you know, probably wasn't <laughs> the best thing to say. Bridges if, are burning that were true. on the yeah, show Gordon, Gordon is damaging well, what relationships. Else you... That's Next one's a bridge too far. I don't know. <laughs> No, no, not at all. I tell you, I am the luckiest man. My wife is the most beautiful woman in the world, and uh, I hope you guys feel the same way about your beautiful wives. And and my wife has been nothing but a pleasure uh, to be around for four decades. Now. You need a PR firm. You do, because I know if my wife put fifty cents into a into a Easter egg, I I would not think like, hey, that's coming out of my pocket. <laughs> Who authorized this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Christian Cox joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.